Good Sunday morning, and welcome to Forgiven, the weekly radio broadcast of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury. We're happy that you tuned in today, and we hope you will find the program beneficial to you. Now, here's our pastor, Joe Vassett. The Bible says in Romans chapter 4 and verse 12, walk in the steps of faith. The life principles, the life philosophy, the life game plan, and the lifestyle of the Bible-believing Christian is always going to be different than those of the unbeliever. Not just for the sake of being different, but because committed Bible-believing Christians are drawn by the Father, we are driven by Christ's love, and we are led by the Holy Spirit. The difference is stated very clearly in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 7. We walk by faith, not by sight. The person who has not yet believed on Jesus Christ follows his five senses. He follows conventional wisdom. He's guided by circumstances and popular opinion. This is what it means to walk by sight. But the believer, the disciple of Jesus Christ, he or she strives to live primarily by faith. Walk in the steps of of faith. Now, what exactly does that mean? Well, as God instructs us to walk in the steps of faith, he graciously provides for us a very strong example in the life of Abraham. God says, walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham. Abraham is the spiritual father of everyone who walks by faith. The Bible calls him the father of all who believe. Abraham is one of the major people of the Bible, and he's one of the most impactful people in all of human history. Abraham was married to a woman named Sarah. Abraham and Sarah were unable to have children. And when the Bible first introduces the narrative of Abraham, Sarah was already past childbearing age. He was 75 and she was 65. They were very industrious and very successful in their native land by that time. And yet God told Abraham to take Sarah and leave his homeland. The incredible thing is that God didn't even tell Abraham where they'd be going. And yet Abraham's faith in God was so strong that he immediately packed up and left. God led Abraham and Sarah to the land that would later become the home of the nation of Israel. And God gave Abraham the promise, I'm going to make a great nation out of you, a nation that will impact the entire world. A great nation. And yet Abraham and Sarah had no children. For the next 25 years, 25 years, that's a long time. For the next 25 years, God continued to tell Abraham, I'm going to make a great nation out of you, a nation that will change the world. And yet for those 25 years, Abraham knew that he and his wife had no children. How is God going to make a great nation out of a man who has no descendants? But still, Abraham faithfully believed God and he obeyed him. Finally, when Abraham was 99 years old and his wife Sarah was 89, God said, now's the time, Abraham. Sarah's going to have a baby boy. God did it this way to show everyone that this nation was going to be the creation of God, not of man. And even though their son Isaac was conceived naturally, it took the hand of God for a 99-year-old man and an 89-year-old woman to birth a baby boy. After 25 years of waiting and believing, Abraham and Sarah finally made that first major step of progress towards God's ultimate destination of a great nation as they held that newborn baby boy Isaac in their arms. As hard as it might be for you to believe that that really happened, imagine how much harder it would be to believe God to do it as Abraham did. 
And that's why Abraham is known as the father of all who believe. Abraham had a remarkable faith in God. If you really want to understand what it means to walk by faith, then acquaint yourself as thoroughly as you possibly can with the first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, and chapters 12 through 25, which tell us Abraham's story. But if you just want a summary of what it means to walk by faith, then you can simply read the rest of Romans chapter 4. And that's what we're going to do. In Romans 4, verses 17 through 21, God gives us 10 characteristics of Abraham's faith. And if we will strive to think and to live by those same principles, we too will be walking in the steps of faith. Listen as I read those verses for you. Romans chapter 4, verses 17 through 21. It says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith... He considered not his own body now dead when he was about an hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. There are ten characteristics of what it means to walk in the steps of faith found in the passage that I just read to you. Notice first in verse 17, it says that Abraham believed in the God who quickeneth the dead. That specific description of God is perfectly relevant to Abraham's greatest need, his greatest challenge. So the first characteristic of Abraham's faith that I want to show you is that Abraham believed in the character of God. Abraham knew that there are certain things that God will always do, and he knew that there are certain things that God will never do. He trusted God's character, and he knew that God will never violate his own character. He will never be the tiniest bit untrue to who he is. Maybe you've heard someone make an accusation against a good friend of yours. And even though you didn't know the details, your first reaction was to say, I don't believe that. He would never do something like that. But what you're saying is, I don't know all the facts, but I trust my friend's character. Well, far more than you can trust the character of any human being, you can trust God to be true to his own character. Human beings are weak. We fail. We have bad days. Even the best of us will give in to temptation or falter beneath the burden, but not God. And every action God ever takes is 100% true to his own character. Abraham said, I know who God is. I know how he operates. And no matter how difficult my circumstances are, no matter what the experts say, I trust the character of God to always do what is right. If you want to walk in the steps of faith, learn the character of your God and then decide to trust that character. Next, it says in verse 17 that Abraham believed in the God who calleth those things which be not as though they were. Number two, Abraham believed in the God who can make something out of nothing. God said, Abraham, I'm going to make a great nation out of you. And Abraham said, God, I have nothing to contribute to the project, but I'll follow you and obey you anyway. If you want to walk in the steps of faith, even though you think you're a nobody, even though you think you have no skills, even though you think you have no talent, 
Even though you think you have no potential, even though you think you have no personality, even though you think you have nothing to offer God, you follow him and obey him anyway because he's the God who makes great things out of nothing. He calls the things that be not as though they are. God talked to Abraham about a great nation when no hint of a nation yet existed. Just like God talked to Noah about building an ark that would save the human race from destruction before Noah had even cut the first piece of wood. God talked to Moses about delivering his people from slavery in Egypt while Moses was still just an aging shepherd in a foreign land. God talked to David about being the next king of Israel before it was evident that Israel would even need a new king. God calls things that be not as though they are. If you will walk in the steps of faith, God will put things in your heart that he wants you to do, and he will cause you to envision them as already being done before you ever begin to see any progress. I can testify that he's done that again and again in my life. Praise God, there's so many examples of things that God has put in my heart, things that he's given me the faith to see as being done long before it even looked possible for them to begin. This weekly radio broadcast is just one example on a long list of things that God has put in my heart over the years, things that were not, yet God let me see them as though they were. And God will do that for you if you're willing to walk in the steps of faith. Then in verse 18, it says, who against hope believed in hope. Number three, Abraham found hope in God even when circumstances seemed to eliminate hope. Against hope, He believed in hope. The person who walks in the steps of faith always has hope. He never gives up on God and on what God is doing. No matter what the weather is, no matter what the bank balance is, no matter what the doctor says, no matter what his mood is, the person who walks in the steps of faith continues to have hope because he believes God. He's much more than an optimist. He's not just thinking happy thoughts. No, he genuinely believes and knows that because Jesus conquered sin and death, the best things are still ahead no matter what the circumstances indicate. He knows that ultimately God is going to bring it all together for good because God said he would. Next, it says that he might become the father of many nations. Well, that was the destination that God had promised to take him to. So number four, Abraham believed that God had great destinations for him. He always believed that God was taking him somewhere. God may have me on a dirt road today, but that dirt road leads to his destination. This lonely road may not be on man's map, but it's on God's map. You follow God's GPS, his guiding and providing spirit, and he will never fail you. God's road may seem to have some detours, but it's never a dead end. One of the great blessings of my life is that for as long as I can remember, I have always believed with all of my heart that God is taking me somewhere. I've always believed that God has great destinations for me, that he's preparing me for those destinations, and that he will take me to them in his perfect timing. I'm not taking credit for believing that. I think it's because my parents prayed for me, my pastors prayed for me, my Sunday school teachers prayed for me, and many other people faithfully prayed for God to work in my life. 
But even now, with all of the wonderful destinations that God has already brought me to in life and my family, my ministry, my beautiful wife, our loving marriage, my wonderful kids, our church started from nothing, the many ministries of our church impacting thousands of lives for God's glory, the opportunity to preach all across our country, writing and recording gospel songs, and so many other great destinations. Even now, by His grace, I live every day with the expectation that the best is yet to come, that God is still always taking me somewhere in my life. And no matter how old you are, God still has places that he wants to take you. To walk in the steps of faith is to believe that God has great destinations for you. And then it says in verse 18, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. The fifth characteristic of Abraham's faith is that Abraham anchored his life in God's words according to that which was spoken. God said it, that settles it. Abraham didn't have God's written word as you and I do. Abraham had God's spoken word. Because Abraham lived a life of obeying God, from time to time God spoke to Abraham as he did to other men in that era. God has always made sure that mankind has had God's words to put their faith in. But we have a more sure word than Abraham had. 2 Peter 1.19 says, because we have God's word in print. It's not that God's word in print is more reliable than God's spoken word, but that it's more concrete. It's not subject to our failing memories or our feeble doubts. God has given us his word in print. Faith takes God at his word. Faith builds its life upon the foundation of God's word. Faith lets its every step be directed by the principles of God's Word. Faith's engine is fueled by God's words. Faith's path is illuminated by God's words. There's no way to walk in the steps of faith without your heart and your mind being saturated with God's words. Verse 19 says, Abraham considered not his own body now dead. Number six, Abraham did not let conventional wisdom stop him from believing God. Abraham was 99 years old and he had no son. Conventional wisdom says, if you have no son, you can't be the father of a great nation. Conventional wisdom said, it's too late to have a son. You're too old. But Abraham looked beyond conventional wisdom and he continued to believe and follow and obey God. If you're going to walk in the steps of faith, there will be times when the people around you will say, what you're trying to do, that'll never work. Even other believers, even the people who love you the most will say, that's never going to work. But nobody has ever found God's best for their life who listened to conventional wisdom over God's words. In fact, history is overflowing with examples of people who believed God to accomplish things that conventional wisdom said were impossible. And I could give you a long list of people and their exploits for God, but let me quickly tell you about just one. In the late 1700s in England lived a young man named William Carey. William Carey was a shoemaker, a schoolteacher, and a Baptist preacher. On the wall of his shoe shop, William Carey had hung a map of the world. In those days, there was no such thing as world missions, where people leave their homes and go to live in faraway places where people had not yet heard the gospel message and they worked to win those people to Jesus Christ. There was no such thing as world missions in those days. William Carey had been reading biographies of several young men, 
including the diary of David Brainerd, missionary to the American Indians in the early 1700s. By the way, David Brainerd was licensed to preach right here in Danbury by the Danbury Baptists. But William Carey had been reading his biography and others, and he was burdened for people around the world who'd never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. One day when he was 20 years old, William Carey was invited to a meeting of local pastors. In that meeting, the floor was open to questions and discussions. So young William Carey stood up and asked the men present if they thought it was the duty of every believer to take the gospel to the whole world. The moderator answered sharply, Young man, sit down. When God pleases to convert the heathen, he will do it without your aid and mine. But William Carey didn't let that experience discourage him or stop him. He continued to seek the Lord about taking the gospel message to places in the world where people hadn't yet heard it. William Carey eventually led in the establishing of the Baptist Missionary Society, and he himself went to India to preach the gospel message. There in India, William Carey was greatly used of God to lead people to Christ, and he became known as the father of modern world missions. The motto of William Carey's ministry is very well known to this day. Expect great things from a great God. Attempt great things for a great God. Conventional wisdom said, it can't be done, don't try it. But William Carey didn't let conventional wisdom stop him from believing God. Verse 19 says next that Abraham considered not the deadness of Sarah's womb. Number seven, Abraham led the people he loved to believe God. Abraham's faith in God's word was so strong that his wife was fully persuaded to obey God's word also. You see, when Abraham was 99 years old, his wife Sarah was 89. Not only was Sarah clearly past childbearing age, but when they had tried to have children years before, they found that Sarah was barren, unable to have children. But now, with Abraham at 99 and Sarah at 89, God said to them, Okay, we're ready. Now is the time. Both Abraham and Sarah on separate occasions laughed at the thought of having a child and being parents at their age. But their laughter didn't stop them from continuing to follow and obey God. Understand that no matter how much Abraham believed God, if Sarah didn't buy into the plan, there never was going to be an Isaac. But not only did Abraham believe God's promise, Sarah believed also. So they went together at 99 years old and 89 years old and attempted to conceive a child one more time. And the result was, nine months later, a little miracle baby named Isaac was born. And by the way, Abraham's faith was so strong that his son Isaac grew up and chose it as his own faith. And Isaac's sons chose Abraham's faith for themselves. And many of their children chose Abraham's faith as their own. And to this day, about 4,000 years after, many of Abraham's physical descendants and all of Abraham's spiritual descendants have chosen Abraham's faith as their own. When you walk in the steps of faith, you influence the people you love to believe God also. And then it says in verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. The eighth characteristic of Abraham's faith in this passage is that Abraham never got tired of believing God's promises. You know, it's one thing to say you believe God for a day or a week or a year or even 10 years. 
But after many, many decades, through many discouragements and disappointments, many times of conflict and confusion, Abraham never grew weary of believing God. He never staggered because of unbelief, the Bible says. Abraham lived to a very old age, and yet he never stopped trusting God. Verse 20, it says, Abraham was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Number nine, Abraham glorified God while he waited for God's answers. His praise, his gratitude, his thanksgiving, his worship was not conditional. Oh, if you'll do stuff for me, God, I'll praise you. That's the way most of us do it. But no, Abraham gave glory to God before, during, and after the blessing. If you want to walk in the steps of faith, a constant outpouring of gratitude from your heart is an absolutely essential, indispensable ingredient. Last of all, verse 21 says, And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Number 10, Abraham was completely confident in God's ability to keep his word. Years ago when my kids were young, during the holidays, the men were watching the World's Strongest Man competition on TV. They were showing that event called the Atlas Stones, where these massive men had to lift large, smooth, round stones that weighed anywhere from 200 to 350 pounds. And they had to lift them about shoulder height to rest on top of a stone pillar. One of my daughters was about seven or eight years old. She came walking by the TV right at that moment. She saw what the men were doing, and she said, Daddy can do that, and she walked away. Of course, I knew I couldn't do it. But I was glad my daughter thought I could. And God loves it when his children know God can do that. And the thing is, God can do it, no matter what it may be. How do you walk in the steps of faith, as the Bible says? Well, you'll be off to a great start if you follow the example of Abraham that the Bible presents to us. Number one, Abraham believed in the character of God. Second, he believed in the God who can make something out of nothing. Number three, Abraham found hope in God even when circumstances seemed to eliminate hope. Number four, Abraham believed that God had great destinations for him. Number five, Abraham anchored his life in God's words. Number six, Abraham did not let conventional wisdom stop him from believing God. Number seven, Abraham led the people he loved to believe God. Number eight, Abraham never got tired of believing God's promises. Number nine, Abraham glorified God while he waited for God's answers. And number 10, Abraham was completely confident in God's ability to keep his word. I've lived my life trying to walk in the steps of faith. Many times I've failed. Abraham failed sometimes. You fail sometimes. But as long as we continue to strive to walk in the steps of faith as Abraham did, we will see God do things that are exceedingly above anything we can ask or think. Now, in case you're listening today and you say, well, that all sounds good to me, but I've never even taken the first step of faith. I don't even know where to start. Well, the first step of faith is the same for everybody. The first step of faith is to make the choice to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. And let me quickly explain to you what that means. The core message of the Bible is that our loving God has redeemed us all from our sins. The Bible is very clear that every human being has a nature that is rebellious against our Creator. It says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that's just one of many times where the Bible makes it clear that we are a race of fallen people. 
we have a sinful nature. And that sinful nature is abundantly evident in our lies, our hatred, and our selfishness. And every time you ask the question, well, how come there's so much trouble in the world? You're acknowledging the presence and the effects of mankind's sinful nature. And our sinful nature carries with it eternal consequences. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. Rebellion against God Almighty demands a sentence of eternal damnation. The Bible's very clear about that. There is a place called hell, and that's where sin is paid for eternally. But wait, there's another way for our sin to be paid for, and actually it's been paid for already. If one sinless man could bear the sins of the entire human race, if he could be our substitute and take our sentence of damnation upon himself, then we could be forgiven and we could live forever. There's only one man who's ever lived who is qualified to do that, and that was the God-man, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God the Son. Jesus never sinned, so he didn't have any sins of his own to pay for. He alone could die for our sins, and that's what he did on the cross 2,000 years ago. The Bible says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus died bearing our sins, and he rose again, conquering death. And now he offers new life to everyone who will receive him by faith. Now, if somehow you're hearing that for the first time, I know it's a lot to take in. It's amazing in its complexity, but at the same time, it's amazing in its simplicity. But the whole idea is that you can trust God to do what he said he'll do. That's the first step of faith. God said that by trusting Jesus, you will receive forgiveness of sins and everlasting life. That's God's promise. You can trust him. Now, if you'd like to take that first step of faith and receive Jesus Christ right now, simply tell God for yourself right there where you are. Talk to God. Say something like this. Dear God, I have sinned against you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you for sending Jesus to die in my place. Dear Jesus, I believe on you. I receive you as my Savior. Come into my heart. Save my soul. Take me to heaven when I die. Help me to live for you. Amen. The Bible promises, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And if you just called upon God for salvation, if you just took that first step of faith, you can trust him that he has forgiven you and that he has given you everlasting life. I'm so glad that you tuned in today. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you and have a great week. The people of Northeast Baptist Church thank you for spending a few minutes with us this morning. We appreciate your time, and we hope that you enjoyed the Forgiven broadcast. If you'd like to contact us with a comment or a prayer need, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at 
forgiven at nbcdanbury.org. Or you can call the church office at 203-798-7088. We invite you to join our live stream service this morning at 11. You can watch it at nbcdanbury.org on our Northeast Baptist Church Facebook page or on our YouTube channel. If you enjoyed the radio broadcast, you'll love our church services. We'll see you again next Sunday morning at 7. God bless you and have a great week.